to Bold Conscious Connections. My name is Raju Panjwani and I'm a certified leadership coach. And I'm Trisha Ramos, a certified high performance coach. Together, we help business leaders redefine success on their terms to create more space and energy so that they live impactful lives. Everyone wants to be seen, heard and understood. So at a deeper level, we know that the collective consciousness is important to raise in this world and leaders who are influencers can make that difference. We in our coaching programs teach people how to focus on the interconnectedness, heart-centeredness and growth from within. And this is what this podcast will be about. So stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Talk to you very soon. So today's topic is really about why we tend to say yes to things when we mean to say no. Why do we do that? Such a great question. Something that I know I've been guilty of. Really, I don't think there's anybody listening to this that has never said yes when they really wanted to say no. And, you know, this conversation can really apply to any area of our lives. Hmm. You know, when I think about the time that I really, particularly when we were working in a corporate environment, right? It's like the boss says yes, and you're doing it. The boss wants you to do certain things, and you want to say no deep down because you either don't have the time or the capacity or you don't have the resources, and you always try to figure out what would make him or her happy. I've done that, my God, 20-plus years of my life. Yeah, you know, for me, the thought came when I started thinking about all the promotions Mm. that I said yes to. And promotions, sure, comes with a lot of reward, usually, you know, an increase in your salary, a change in your benefits. It It comes with perks. And we know that it always comes with more responsibility. Correct. So... I would say, especially in the last, you know, few years, um, I came from the retail industry and certainly Amazon changed a lot of what, you know, retail looks like. And so I experienced what it was like for jobs to shrink Mm -hmm. in the sense of the number that people, number of people that had these jobs. You had to do more with less. But we had to do more with less. And so I can't even tell you how many promotions I said yes to Mm. when I really knew deep down inside I should have said no. Mm. And it it really amounted up to a lot of time. Mm. Well, you know, I was on Wall Street, so it was a little different probably than than the retail industry. But, you know, I remember in my 18 years with one firm, to, to have gone through three different economic cycles, significant changes. Um, mm-hmm. So which resulted in the more senior you were, your compensation would be significantly volatile. Mm-hmm. So one year you made good money, the next year, based on whatever the environment was and the firm's performance was, it would be you know slashed. So you were always working on the basis that you, you were counting on your bonus to live. Uh, not on your salary you live on, but the bonus you live for. You know that was kind of the the way we were we were incentivized. But but back to the point about why it is we said yes to things. It was just because you lived in fear. You lived in incentives and fears, and what would give me the reward? And the people that have sacrificed so much of their times, 
energies, their lives in, you know, too much to the detriment of their own health, perhaps, right? Or relationships with their families because there was this thing that they they always said yes to. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think why I said yes. It wasn't really because I was in fear. Mm. So I said yes because I was a people pleaser. Mm. Oh, you know, I too. said yes because I didn't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. I said yes because these promotions meant that I was gaining status. Mm-hmm. Not only were the rewards and the benefits increasing, but now with each promotion, it meant that I was gaining status. Mm-hmm. Even though that that would only last. How long does that last? That sense <laughs> of pleasure that you get from that level of recognition. Because, you know, for me, I already knew for a long time that I wanted to be doing something different. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so somehow with each increase in responsibility, I'm going to say now that I think I fooled myself into thinking that each increase in responsibility gave me more autonomy Mm -hmm. and control to perhaps use some of those entrepreneurial, you know, um, tendencies that I, I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be able to exercise. And sure, when I first started working for the company I worked for, it was, the CEO was still the founder. So mm-hmm. it's very different when you are the founder CEO versus someone who isn't, mm-hmm. right? And I, over the course of 20 years that I was with the same company, I did see the transition. Mm -hmm. You know, I was there, you know, the beginning of 2000 when the internet really blew up and you can begin shopping online. Mm -hmm. And I was there when the housing market was booming. So I happened to be working in Mm -hmm. home furnishings. And so it was amazing to see, yeah, you can have internet business and still, you know, because Mm -hmm. the housing market was booming. We didn't have to really do anything. We could just stand there and mm. the customers were coming in. And I was there during the crash. And, you know, the that recovery that was supposed to come in a year or two mm. and how that just never really came. There was mm. never really going to be a moment where things were going to go back to the way it was because then here mm. comes Amazon. And so it's so interesting because all of that people pleasing or justification of why Mm -hmm. I kept saying yes and thinking about, well, I'm here anyway. Why not? Why not take the opportunity since I'm here anyway? And really what I was doing was distracting myself Mm -hmm. in essence from really pursuing my own dreams and visions, which really, let's be honest, why why do people not pursue their dreams? It's because it's scary. Not only that, I think part of it is there are many reasons, obviously, but you know, fear was one, as I said earlier. You also feel safe, you know, with your paycheck to paycheck. Um, there is comfort in that. There is certainly uh, pre- predictability in that. Um, but you after com- twenty twenty, we now know there is no such sure. thing. It's a false sense of. Whatever it is, the point is that, yeah, it is a false sense, but it is always was a false sense. And this just opened up a Pandora's box for us to 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 strip us off all these these situations like, oh, you live in this 
belief, you live in that belief. So, you know, it's fear, it's it's um, the feeling of safety on the other side of that, or feeling, well, you know, um, I don't have to be uncomfortable or go through pain of whatever your dream might be to pursue that, because that's not easy to do, because you're going to have to go through some discomfort of whatever it might be that you're pursuing. And everything, every pursuit requires some element of, you know, let's call it sacrifice or effort or something to to really realize, right? So why don't people do more of that? I just think that I, I always, always like you, wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was trying to do things that were entrepreneurial within a bigger company context. Mm-hmm. So you you try fulfillment in that way, and you 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 don't necessarily break rules, but you find ways to say, okay, well, what would make me, you know, feel autonomous and independent and free alongside the ladders as you were describing so the highest ladder that i could climb i got to the top rung and then you just still go what now and there is still a lot of people pleasing there is a lot of other um you know you're at that level jockeying for either attention in form of investment or equity or starting a new business within the company or growing a company or expanding the region all of those things so you, you you did all of those things and you still deliver and you deliver and you still feel, oh, <laughs> why do I keep saying yes? Uh, you have this next thing. OK, sure. Promotions. Sure. And all of that comes with the responsibility. And as you said, um, you know, some 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 nice totem, a label, a title or perks and so on. But at what point do you call it? Call a spade a spade, meaning touch, get in touch with you. Well, and, you know, there were moments when I said yes, because I genuinely loved who I was working with Mm. and for. So leaders, having the right leaders, if you're listening to this and you run an organization or you manage a group of people, you're a leader. This is really where having the right leader is so important because... If you have people with entrepreneurial mindsets within that kind of a structure, within that kind of an environment, and the leader knows how to lead somebody like that, that can be really powerful. Um, And I did. Over the course of my 20 years, I had lots of leaders who were absolutely um, aware, I guess, of, of, you know, how I function best. And they definitely knew how to inspire me, how to motivate me, how to get the best out of me. And I delivered. And then there were also leaders I worked with who, you know, they couldn't contain me within a box. (laughs) I imagine I might have been really difficult to work with or Mm. perhaps maybe not difficult because, you know, I was definitely uh, a performer, a high performer always. However, If someone is not so, I guess, willing to um, be adventurous, right? (laughs) Like if you're the type of leader who perhaps functions more like a manager, it's going to be a nightmare working with um, people who have that entrepreneurial mindset. Because if you're listening to this and you know deep down inside you have this entrepreneur um, spirit within you, Man, we just don't really like to be boxed in, do we? 
Not at all. So, and then, you know, usually the demise of that, you know, the, the job or the, the pursuit of your own dreams then has to then uh, come out of you, right? Because that, that entrepreneur inside is just li literally looking to blossom or express itself when you start. And then you just say, you know what, I'll take the risk and just jump, get out of here and do it, not knowing, you know, what the next the next step is going to look like. And what you're really speaking about is our own evolution, our own growth. Yes. Because the thing is, you know, it's not that things were bad from the beginning or good yeah, all the time. All. Yeah. It's just that situations change and we all as individuals have an inherent desire to grow. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we allow ourselves is another story. Right. But we all have an inherent desire to grow and to expand and... You know, I think great leaders recognize that in their people mm -hmm. and, and are able to open up avenues and possibilities for people to grow with the company to a certain degree, mm -hmm. I think, you know. And then not so great leaders end up really doing a detriment because mm -hmm. they don't know how to manage. Um, I, think, I think a lot of us are taught to manage to the average so what do you do with your top performers? Because mm -hmm. really, that's amazing. If you can learn how to tap into, you know, those individuals, how to really get them going so that they are energized within their, their work, inspired and able to evolve. And I think, you know, you and I had long tenures mm -hmm. with companies because we did have multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, and the thing is, like, how how much of that still goes on today, though? Because today there's really a lot of shrinking happening and mm -hmm. um, it's just it just looks a little different. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering, um, how does this relate to me today and where mm -hmm. I am in my journey? You know, think about that question. Yeah. How often are you saying yes you know, when you should be saying no, perhaps, because you're ready to say no. Right. So very important uh, discussion, really. I mean, we could go on and on about this uh, because we face this music, even in entrepreneurship. You know, there are a lot of times we, in fact, it's very dangerous to take on more things. Uh, look at the next shiny object, as we talk about, to say, oh, we could be doing this and we could be doing that. There could be a zillion things we could be doing. Um, but you know your your uh, the, the traction you have with whatever it is you're trying to pursue will come from sharp focus, right? So wherever your focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, mm. and that fear of missing out is real, mm. and it's such such a pitfall to distract ourselves. And you know, part of this entrepreneurship journey is this misconception that you have to hustle, mm. don't sleep. You know, lose your health and your relationships along the way because mm. it requires giving up everything. And, and that's just so outdated. You know, the, yeah. the successful entrepreneurs that, um, you know, we see are, are truly not only are they making an impact in the business that they're in, but they make it a priority to be present for their families and to take care of their mm. health because they know that doing so, you know, Saying no to things that don't really serve them is what allows them to stay focused on the impact that they're creating. So 
you know, saying no, learning how to say no as an, as an entrepreneur is a skill that, you know, it's a learned skill. Because Can it be learned? <laughs> we're I'm learning. still learning every we're day. We're <laughs> learning that. And, and I think that that's, uh, that's so important because, you know, entrepreneurs tend to, you know, let's try this, let's try that, let's yeah. try this. And, and yeah, I mean, your success really depends on, you know, many things. And one of them is your ability to say no to things yeah we all have the same time 24 hours in a day and you know i i love richard branson for example you know who's who's founded so many so many visionary uh, you know unbelievable companies but you know this this idea of resting and sleeping and you know the and and this is firsthand i mean god i was so proud in my 20-year career there that you know, on Wall Street that I slept three to four hours a day and I was so, you know, ready to go all the time because that's the culture you were, you know, uh, living in. That doesn't make it right, honestly, because spent, you spend so much time doing that and then you lose so many opportunities to, to be so sharp and focused because you're just working the hours and, and just burning both ends. Yeah, I mean, there's been enough studies now to really show that our ability to pay attention to detail, to be creative, to solve problems, you know, depends on our our ability to rest and rejuvenate and mm-hmm. reflect. And is yeah. a great book you can read about that, Thrive, um, mm-hmm. Ariana Huffington, where she really talks about mm-hmm. the importance of sleep and, you know, giving giving yourself pauses. Yes, we love practicing pauses, although sometimes we don't think about them. <laughs> so yeah, it is also saying saying no to all the distractions and all the things that are nice to do, but they don't serve you in your in your big dreams and your big objectives. And I know today, right now, we focused a lot on what that looks like in a corporate setting. However, you might be listening and you've never worked a day in corporate, but maybe you're a busy mom. Mm. <laughs> what yeah. what are you saying yes to? Yeah. You know, PTA responsibilities, mm. volunteer work, or I shouldn't say volunteer work, but like, you know, we have um, we work with many clients, and it's a real struggle for people who already are are committed. And we, you know, it's not. It's really this is kind of a universal thing where we we are already over committed. And then somebody else calls and says, oh, we need you for this. And for some reason, out of obligation, we agree mm-hmm. to it, even if we know deep down inside that it's, you know, the one thing too many or you're already swamped, but you can't quite say no, mm-hmm. maybe because something about that ask or that request is you you've tied it to your identity of who you think you are Mm -hmm. and like we said before we all change we all evolve it's okay for you to have done something for a year or two or five and then to come to a point where you no longer want to do it Mm -hmm. and that goes to so many other things right in your relationships uh not just jobs and careers that we've been talking about but you know you know what what are the obligations um you know social obligations i remember i was a always sort of let you know somebody else make the decision for my social calendar and then it didn't serve me it would, would have been important for me to say you know can we limit our social engagements to maybe twice a week and not seven days a week sometimes three times a night you know you're living in as an expat in another mm-hmm. country 
it was very common to be invited to, to parties and social gatherings which were obligatory and supposedly it was tied to your business success and it's just such a fallacy yeah we do think about think about that right the intention behind why we do what we do and i think if we were more intentional we would be able to access that proper no mm. better if 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 we were more intentional versus you know just reacting out of obligation or you know fear or the people pleasing tendencies we, we all have that we you know really strokes our egos mm -hmm. which we all have if we were more intentional um and got more present with why it is we do what we do wow i guarantee you everybody would all of a sudden free up their time and have more time to mm -hmm. do the things that really matter whether it's being present with their family or taking care of their health or just doing the things that light you up out of love with yourself for yourself for others rather mm. than out of obligation absolutely i highly recommend I'm, I'm suddenly losing the title of the book that richard branson wrote a couple of years ago it's it speaks to this idea of you know who, who you are being and are you living intentionally uh, as i said i forget the the, the the name but look it up richard branson's book on on living your life on your terms. Awesome. All right. Until next time. Signing off right here. Take care and Take care. Uh, yeah, say no when you should say no. <laughs> you betcha. Bye now. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, make sure to subscribe, download, and share it with your sphere of influence. You know, we bring a variety of topics to you, and it's like a masterclass for those topics. And it's all free. So take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and add the hashtag Bold Conscious Connections so that we can find you, see you, maybe say hello. And if you want to deep dive into some of the topics that we bring to you, uh, find us at www.livemasterminds.com and get to know us. Take care. <laughs>